All right, Dathan. So the reason we're doing this podcast is because a year ago, uh, I was at this Brooks press conference, and there weren't too many media members that were there. And so I decided to tape a really short podcast with Des, and she went on to win the race. So they decided to <laughs> like, hey, all right, you know, you're good luck. Come over, talk to Dathan, and maybe he'll win the race on Monday. I'm, so I'm glad you picked me instead of Shaddy then. Right. Yeah. yeah. So preemptively, I'd like to congratulate you on winning the 2019 Boston Marathon. Awesome. <laughs> uh, this year, I mean, I guess the, you haven't finished a marathon in four years. Why is this going to be different? Man, everybody keeps telling me that. <laughs> Man, that's like the punchline, I guess. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I guess uh, so between uh, Boston 2015 and uh, now it's been four years, and I've, I, that race was pretty good um, off from an abbreviated kind of buildup uh, and coaching myself kind of thing. And But then... Yeah, the next two marathons did not go well. Uh, the training was pretty good for the trials in 2016, but um, I really underestimated the heat uh, mm -hmm. problem, and so I, I probably should have gone somewhere warm. Cram had massive cramping problem. I had some freak uh, neck thing go on, too, that was re actually really painful. Uh, but, yeah, that was a big mistake, uh, nevertheless. And so then... Uh, the, the 2016 New York City, um, I ruptured my planner, and I was very, very good shape, but pushing the envelope pretty good, and uh, yeah, I, that was, I was struggling just to get to the line, actually, um, and so I was great until about 10 days beforehand. I was kind of managing it, but I think I kind of tore it a little bit in training about 10 days out, and yeah, it, it ruptured in the, in the race, and so, um, so it was... Uh, you know, taking that next year off from marathoning was, you know, that was a tough decision, but um, uh, we thought it would be good to get a full year under my belt. And so when I came in to train for 2018, I was, I was raring to go, you know, I was ready to prove something. And um, yeah, I trained better than I actually ever have uh, up until the inside the last two weeks. And, uh, uh, and so I was devastated really to not make the team or not, not make the line uh, last year. So um, so for me this year, I've, I've tried to taper the, uh, time, you know, the intensity down, but in my mind, I still, it's like about a redemption and just phys just physically, but you know, mentally for me, just getting here after last year, I think is a, is a big thing because, uh, it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. So 10 days out, two weeks out, that seems to be like yeah. the, the cursed <laughs> moment. So 10 days out, uh, a week ago, where were we and how were you feeling? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that that workout when uh it was kind of that that was i think it was 12 days out when it happens and uh you know really most of the work is done at that point but it's like you're still got the fatigue in your legs so it was just too much i think at that point and uh but you know i i probably wouldn't have learned the the limit either you know because i did train so well before that and so uh so this time around yeah i mean I was I was at a little bit of different spot because I had a little tiny hiccup um, about oh it was about four weeks ago where I just kind of had a little hamstring thing pop up and immediately I was like <laughs> I right on top of it and I only ended up being off for two days and uh, then I was fine I didn't really miss anything yeah but it slowed me down a little bit even from where we were gonna be it and we basically said all right you're already fit. Uh, we got in two good solid things, but we put in a lot more recovery between them. 
and uh, I just didn't go to the well on anything. I haven't done, the speed's been less, um, and so we took the last, that haunted workout that got me last time, we took a little bit of that out, about 80% of that workout, and said, it's all there, we're ready, let's just get there in one piece, and so, yeah, so it's good to be here in one piece. Yeah, and it's good to kind of have Kevin and Keith's voice to, I mean, help scale that back. Was it, is that different than about, you know, two years ago or whenever, I guess, the last time, it, it, when, when you would have those workouts yeah. and you'd still want to push that intensity? Yeah, so, the like, this time when it happened, uh, I think I probably would have got ahead of myself and, and, uh, and said, I need to one more hard interval session or something like that. That's probably what I would have done. And in 2015, I had something like that pop up as well. And I did do that. I had one more hard intense interval session and I made it, it was okay, but it's like rolling the dice, right? And so uh, like, so this time uh, after, after that, yeah, like he's like, we're not doing anything else, you know? Whereas uh, like in, when I, before I ruptured my planner, um, I did a, my planner was already not great, you know, but I was kind of managing it. I was getting there and 10 days out, I did a workout that I normally do 10 days out if nothing's bothering me, but the planner was bothering me and I still did the same workout. And uh, that's where I think I got, it just kind of tore a little bit. Yeah. Is it usually, is it a hard back and forth with you and Kevin and Keith? No, no. I mean, we're, we, we work really well together. Um, they, uh, they know that I've had a lot of success at, um, you know, shorter distances in the marathon. And so, uh, but at the same time, they've, they're, uh, success is proven over years and so I'm I'm happy to learn from it and um, but I think uh, to tell you the truth like yeah they I think they know like that the, it's just a special case mm-hmm. where you know and some people need different things and yeah. so uh, but we work really good with it really good together and we sit down and we look at the schedule and and uh, Kevin says these are the things we need and then I'll say these are the these are the things I need, and then what can we compromise on, you know? <laughs> Were they surprised at all to just kind of, like, how fragile you, you are as, a, as an elite? I, I mean, yeah. your history is out there. Yeah. I mean, people know, have known, like, so your injury I don't passed. think they were necessarily surprised because I was doing stuff that was they, – they'd never seen those kind of workouts before. I mean, I did last, – last year I was doing workouts that were, like uh, – I would I would do half marathons in practice in 63 minutes in with intervals, you know, yeah. like I mean it was crazy stuff, you know, and it was sandwiched in the middle of, you know, big 20 hard 20 milers and stuff, and so I think it's just not often you see that kind of stuff, so you know. And where were you getting that from? Just on your uh, own? Well, I I I did the workouts, yeah. but my ability to push myself was probably maybe more than some, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that's just my personality, but that's yeah. what's got me in trouble in the past, too, you know, is I'm always pushing. I swing for the fence, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I always go out hard in the marathons. I always I always push the envelope, and, and that's just kind of my personality. It's all, I'm like, I'm a risk taker, you know, and so um, you have to be able to ta- taper that down, and so they, they've been able to help me do that. Yeah. So, I mean, to continue, I guess, that analogy, you want to always swing for the fences. On Monday... Instead of going for the home run, I mean, what are they calling for at certain times? It's like, all right, what, what's we need a double here, and then just kind of breaking it down, I guess, into yeah, 
you know, sometimes you, if you get a good solid hit, yeah. sometimes it, hurt, it turns into an in-the-park home run. You never know. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I want to get something on the board, though. And so I know that i got to be smart. Even in 2015, when I say I swung for the fence most races, I went out in 64 minutes that one. And it was a headwind. It was, But I still was smart enough to lay back mm -hmm. at about 10K. It was ridiculously fast. I was like, I just can't do this. i got to be smart. I laid off. And... I had to trust that they would come back, and they did. And I came, they came back, and I got to the pack at halfway, and then I led up for the next six miles up over Heartrake Hill. And so, but then I, I was cautious again. And so I have to think like that. I was in that position where it's okay, I can still take risks, but they have to be calculated. And so I can't just say, I'm going with the lead no matter what. It doesn't matter if it's 61.30, I'm going for it, you know. And um, you know, I, I've, I've done that a lot of times, and, yeah. um, you know, it, it. everything has to be. If it was last year, my fitness level last year, I think I would have done whatever in the – it wouldn't have mattered, you know. But this year I know uh, I haven't – I've had the consistency, but I haven't had the workouts where I said I'm in the best shape I've ever been in either. Yeah. So i got to be smart and, you know, decide which, one, which, which is the best – which is the best moves to go on, you know? So part of last year was, I mean, you felt like you were in the best shape of your life, but then on race day, you see the actual weather and what the runners were dealt with, and was any part of you thinking like... Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm there was no part of me <laughs> thinking I wish, wishing I wasn't there. Everybody always, oh, maybe it was a blessing. <laughs> no, it was not a blessing. It was not a blessing at all. It was horrible to watch, but, um, but you know, truthfully, when it was looking bad here a couple days ago, I was like all right, let's do it, you know, like, and so, yeah, I, I, I don't care what it is, you know, it's going to be. What's if, the worst conditions you've run in? I've ran in those kind of conditions. I yeah, just yeah. never ran a marathon in them. What about That's, a race? Like, is there any, what's the worst weather uh, you've had facing race? I mean, I ran, when I ran World Junior Cross Country, That's right. it, That's was, when it, sticks out it was horrible, raining, windy, muddy, 35, it was horrible. That's the photo that's in Sports Illustrated, I think, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, and that was, I mean, that was horrible, and so I've had a lot of cold races, um, you know, but yeah, you know, it's, it's just, you don't know what the, when you're out there for that long, you don't know what the duration and that's, you know, the marathon, it's like fuel. You just, it's all about fuel. And so that just changes the game, I guess. And so, um, so yeah, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be like that, but you know, if it's, it is if, what it, it is, yeah. if it's a tailwind and it goes out in 60, I'm comfortable going out in 63 minutes on this course if it's a tailwind too. Like I've done it before, yeah. and that's one thing that I take uh, take confidence from. I've gone out in 62.50 to 63.30 a lot of almost most of my marathons. I've yeah. done that, and so I've been there before. You know, like a lot of people, they don't know what it's going to be like on the other side after they do that, and I know what it's been like. You know, and yeah. it can suck, but. I've been there before, you know, and so I got to take confidence from that. So what's an A-plus day on Monday? Um, or a home run, I guess. Yeah, home run is obviously <laughs> winning, winning yeah. but um, maybe that's a grand Your slam. Grand slam, yeah. <laughs> grand slam is winning. Um, if I'm smart, uh, you know, I, I think I can make the podium, but uh, you, you have to be able to – it just depends on how the race goes, I guess. For me, there's tiered results. You know, getting to the line was one thing. So that was, like, goal number one after last year. Um, finishing after not finishing one, you know, that's the next goal. And then top ten is gets the standard for right. Olympic team. Uh, 
And then, you know, my top five, fifth place is my best uh, finish at a major marathon. And, you know, I've never been on, I want to be on the podium and I'd love to win. So I just look at these like, there's tiered goals. Like I have goals and it's not a failure if I don't hit the grand slam. I mean, a, if I get on base, that's probably yeah. a, a solid, it puts me in a solid position moving forward too, uh, where I can say, hey, I put one on the board and uh, I can go to the, the trials with more confidence. Yeah. So the trial's still 100% in the cards for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's, that was the goal from when I first signed with, the, with Keith and Kevin. I mean, that was, it wasn't Boston in 2018 or Boston in 2019. It was, let's make a fourth Olympic team. And there's, I think, only like a handful of uh, male American distance runners that have made four Olympic teams. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like three you know, or four or something like that. And so if I could, if I have the opportunity and, and I could do that, that would, that'd be a heck of an accomplishment. And so that's been the goal really for the last two years. Yeah. And so I'm kind of wondering, and maybe some people listening are like, what was that elevator pitch like to Keith and Kevin when you were like, all right, I want to make a fourth Olympics. And at the same time, it's like from that moment, maybe I guess what, three years ago when you signed, uh, and like the results haven't been there because you haven't been able to, you know, finish these marathons. It's like, what was the pitch? And it's like, what's going to make the investment worth it? Well, I mean, actually, you know, Kevin came to me. I didn't know that that was an option to run with them because mm -hmm. uh, I, I've known Kevin forever, yeah. you know, and Keith forever. And so I saw them and I was like, yeah, you know, my, I'm, I'm, my contract's done and uh and so he said he just sat there thinking on it for a month and he gave me a call and he said hey i want to run something by you and i said Mom, all right i don't know what he's talking about you know like this is and so um so i was like oh i can i can be part of the group and i can stay it i can live on the other side of the state and be with my family and um and then come over and train for training camps and um you know, so it was just something I hadn't thought about, you know, yeah. and he said to me, I watched you race last year, um, so it would have been 2016 um, then, he said, I watched you race last year at Krim, Bobby Krim 10-miler, and at the Great North Run, and I said, Dathan has life in his legs, I mean, he just ran 60-12, and, uh, and so... Uh, he said, even if you lose something off the top end, you you can make the team, you know? And I was just kind of, I didn't have a sponsor. I was like, how long am I going to do this? I don't know. You know, I'm coming off from my planner being torn. And so uh, it was like, you know, like he believed in me when I didn't know if I really believed in myself anymore. And so, uh, so I'll forever be grateful for that, you know, because... Um, He's, you know, it, it's like he threw me a lifeline, you know, and so I'll, uh, he'll, I'll be in his corner no matter what always for that. Yeah. And so what do you hope to make it worth it, I guess? Is it, I mean, there's only three spots on the team. Yeah. But there's other ways to kind of like add value to, and you've, you've kind of also have already started taking on that mentor role as a coach, as kind of like an assistant coach of sorts. Yeah, right? I, I guess I don't really ever think of it like that. Yeah. And there's no... Uh, we don't really ever talk about that. It's just uh, some of the athletes, I think, they just know, like, there's years of experience that maybe I can 
shed that off, you know, on them. And I, and so I've, I've tried to be able to, I, I just like doing that anyway. I like coaching people. I like, you know, like I like being able to do that. Like, I just, um, I know this old body ain't going to last forever. And so if I can put, you know, put some of that, um, some of those, uh, mistakes, um, in the minds of them and say, don't make these mistakes. This is what I did. This is what I think you could do. Hey, you have a great future, whatever it is. Um, I think that they see a lot of value in that hopefully. Um, and I just enjoy doing it. And so, uh, so, but at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, selfishly, I want to make that team, Yeah. you know, and it's, and it's not selfish either. It's good for the program. It's good for them. They've seen, but they, if I don't make it, they already know that my heart's been in it a hundred percent. And so you can't ask for it more than, more than that from someone. And so, but, uh, I don't look at, I mean, I just say when I make that team, Yeah. you know, I'll, I'll be disappointed, whatever. I've been disappointed before in the past. It ain't going to wreck me, you know, so I'd rather look at it going in and saying when I make that team as opposed to, well, if I make the team, you know, like, and, and I know that's the reality of it, but I have to think that way. You know, I have to be able to put myself mentally in that position. And so, um, so yeah. <laughs> when I make that team, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I guess one of the final questions I got for you is what what do you get out of coaching? I had Leo Connor on the podcast and it was a pretty long episode because I mean she details just kind of the last couple of years for her how hard they've been and she really I guess what when you said uh, Keith and Kevin kind of threw you this lifeline for you I think it kind of uh, for for Leah I think it was just kind of like her reaching out to you was just a whole nother you know extension of her pro career what is coaching someone like her and then i guess same same thing with parker uh what has that done for you i um i i don't like seeing people struggle you know i i i struggle with that um because i i know what it's like and uh i guess uh i've had a lot of a lot of bumps in the road and um but i've had a lot of people pick me up along the way and so um i I take it very personally. Like if, if one of my athletes gets hurt or doesn't do well, I, I second guess myself. I, because I know like the, the torment that that does to someone's mind. And so I see someone, if they're in a, a rough situation um, or they've been hurt a lot, I know what it's like. And I know a lot of things to help with that, I guess. And so a lot of it, though, is just helping someone create, like, a path, yeah. you know, that they can be successful. Um, and so when I say I, I, I don't like seeing someone struggle, I know that they need to struggle because that's part of, you know, but at the same time, um, when I see someone who just needs help creating a path, that's what I like to do. And so with, I think I attract, like, people that probably have you know, have problems like that because they can know that I, I will empathize with that because a lot of people don't know what it's like to have a couple of years of injuries or surgeries, disappointments, you know, things like that. And I, I know what that's like. And, and so what's the lowest moment that you've had with an injury? For I me, I mean, I, I have had a few, but when I had my surgeries on my Achilles, I really didn't know if I would run again because it, it, I had two surgeries on my Achilles and complications with both that lasted for a long time. And when were those? This is 2011. Yeah, yeah. And so, 
I was in the prime of my career, and that was the tough part. I mean, I was right after running 12:56 and 60. I won a world championship bronze medal in the half marathon, and I mean, I was 28 years old, you know, and 27, no, 28. But I was like, that was like, I was there, and like the rug completely pulled out from under me, and so, and I had already gone through a lot of injuries at that point. Yeah. I felt like I was over it, and so when I I had the first surgery, I'm going to get over it. I had a stress fracture rate right between that and the first, the next surgery, and then I I had an infection in my Achilles afterwards. I and they were like, "Well, this we, this could be bad if the we don't know until we go in there if the Achilles is infected." And I'm like, cool. "You might not walk, let alone run, if your Achilles Jeez. has to be you know removed and uh, and uh, you know they do grafts and all that stuff, but." We didn't know, and so and then I cleaned that out, but it lingered, and then I had these wound healing. I mean, it was just one thing after another, and I was like, "Is this ever going to end? I don't know if I can take this." And uh, and so I, yeah, I mean, I was I was down and out for sure, but I mean, I've had a lot of those to tell you the truth, the uh, injury cycles that last on, and and uh, a lot of expectations, and then come kind of you know have to come they come crashing down and you got to get back on the horse i mean i've i probably had 15 stress fractures uh yeah. i've had three surgeries um i've strained and tore every muscle in my body you know like from my you know from my rib cage down um and so it's just uh but i'm i'm a really just a, i'm a resilient person in general um i just i don't like to sit and wait so like we were talking earlier on this panel up here and talking about how, you know, like Shaddy, Shadrach, he's he's like the most laid back, chill guy, and we're opposites. I'm high strung. Well, sometimes that gets me in trouble, but it, it helps me too because yeah. I don't ever sit and wait and think, you know. And so, like with athletes, I'm the same way. Like, I I think they know I will not give up on them. Like I didn't give up on my running ever when it got hard, and so. It doesn't matter. I've told people that. I've told Leah that, you know. Um, look, there is always a way. There is always something we can do. And if there's, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. And I will always have the will for them, you know, like I did for my career. And so, you know, you can't want it for them, but I will be there for them. And so I think that's why people tend to, maybe people that, that struggle tend to, need help I, I, yeah. I'd love to give it to him you know so so you mentioned that really low part of your career and then how I guess was one of your first races back because this is I was just talking to Ryan Fenton I just taped a podcast with him before I'll probably release it after this one but uh Oxy 2012 yeah. Uh, yeah you were pretty pumped after that race and I remember they were the guys who were interviewing you I guess for the broadcast they must have been in the stands or something like that you guys ha you had a headset on that's the first ever float track race that I watched and kind of like the reason I got into watching the sport. And I just remember you being so amped up. What do you, do you remember, I guess, kind of like the emotions of that race? Yeah, I remember that actually, because I, I was running that race. I ran 13, low, 13 teens. Um, and, uh, I was surprised because I was, I hadn't ran track in a long time. Yeah. And, uh, I actually had a little stress reaction in my foot um, that I took two weeks. I, I was on the Alter G only, but I had this cutout in my shoe. I ran that in racing flats, um, I remember, and I had this hole cut out of my shoe because I had the stress reaction in my foot. And so 
and it, it felt great in the race. It didn't hurt me, and I was like, I was amped. I was excited because uh, I was like, I ran. I just ran 13. I, I don't know what it was, 13 teens. I ran something really fast, and I was like, I actually might have a shot still at the 10K, whereas I didn't know if I did anymore. And so, yeah, that was – and that was probably one of the most sweet moments for me is – making that 10k team just because of the year before yeah and so but yeah that was uh, i remember that race yeah that race got me hooked on on track and all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden now now i'm here yeah so, um i think you were a guest on the show before we started asking the final questions i asked every guest so first one is uh what's the meanest thing you've read about yourself on let's run.com <laughs> the meanest thing i've read about myself on let's run.com i don't know there's so m- there's so many probably i don't, I, I, I yeah I mean, if I listened to all the things that people said about me, you know, and took that to heart, I would hate myself, <laughs> you know. So, but I think I have a lot more people out there who are, I mean, I, li- I read the things that are positive. Like when people tweet me something, um, tweet me about being inspirational, things like that. That's the stuff I, I choose to listen to. Yeah. And I said that in our panel. Anything negative, I take that and I throw it away. I don't, I don't even... I don't hold on to that at all, and I replace it with something positive. So, I don't know. I, I can't even think of the things yeah, that yeah. have been said about me on there, you know? <laughs> When's the last time you were on there? On the Let's Run? Yeah, I read, from I reading just, the article. I just, that read, was just uh, <laughs> I just read Jonathan's article. I thought he did a great job, actually. Yeah. He did a really nice article uh, on me and Parker as well, too, yeah. and I think he's a really good journalist. So, yeah. um, Next one is, uh, if you could run anywhere in the world... Uh, with anyone from history, they don't have to be a runner. They could be a celebrity, whatever. Uh, assuming they could hold a nice conversational pace with you, where would this run take place, and who would it be with? Man, I, okay, I had—I didn't know that they had these questions, so I would have prepared something in, <laughs> ahead of time. Um, you know, I'd probably run with my dad because um, he can't really run anymore. He had an accident. He shot—he actually shot himself in the leg like years Whoa. ago, and. <laughs> But he was, and so he can't really run anymore um, because of that leg injury. And so, but he's the one who kind of got me into running um, when I was, I just kind of tagged along with him uh, when I was like 11 years old, started going to a local running uh, club and and doing road races. And um, that time happened so fast when I was just a kid to when I was a superstar that there was probably like a month where we ever trained ran together yeah, yeah. and i don't really even remember it now you know and uh so i'm really just thankful for having kind of gone down gotten down that path yeah and so i go home to rockford michigan and run with my dad i think that's a good one the last one has nothing to do with running it's you get 25 shots from half court if you make one you win 25 million dollars if you don't make any you go to jail for 25 years would you attempt the shots well, we did say before that I was a risk taker, so uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Dathan, uh, best of luck on Monday, and thanks, thanks so much for joining cool. the podcast. Thanks, Chris.